Alright, welcome everybody to Whale Talks Wrestling episode 100, number 100. Uh, I got something special planned later on. I'm going to do maybe like a countdown of my favorite matches or a countdown of my top wrestlers or something like that. But yeah, we did a big episode here. We got uh, we got some New Japan to talk to. That's always great. We got the Elimination Chamber and we got Vengeance Day and uh, AEW Rampage Slam Dunk. For some reason, they only did um, freaking uh, one special thing. Don't ask me why, but here we go. Uh, we'll do AEW first since it's only one show, and it's a quick one. It's AEW Rampage Slam Dunk Basketball Deportes. I don't know. Adam Cole versus number 10 Preston Vance. Uh... This is kind of like the Brian thing. Cole's going through a couple members of the Dark Order to get to Hangman, like he did with, uh, I think it was Evo Uno is the first person he took down. So, yeah, uh, number 10 here. I always like 10, man. Preston Vance is dope. Uh, Cole going for 10's knee, which is why he wears that gigantic knee brace. Uh, we got a big spine buster by 10 uh, for a near fall there. Uh, Cole with a shiny, I don't understand why Cole does the Shining Wizard. Like, he'll do, like, a regular jumping Shining Wizard, right? But his finisher is a Shining Wizard to the back of the head. Like, I, I never understood that. <sighs> Water break. But, yeah. It's like, that's like, uh, make an example. If Brian used the crossface and then used the label lock, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of almost the same thing. Cause yeah, he's just hitting a regular running Shining Wizard. And then he hits a regular running Shining Wizard to the back of the head. And the funny thing, the Shining Wizard that he normally does looks better than his finisher. The boom, dropping the boom or whatever the fuck. But yeah, he works the knee a little bit more. Finally lowers the boom for the win. Uh, yeah, they're just building up to Adam versus Adam here. Um, I'm okay with Cole getting a shot. Like I said, a lot of people, Hangman needs to beat. A lot of names right now. Not that the title run is bad. A lot of people are insulting Hangman's title run. I'm like, this dude just started. Leave him alone. He'll be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Let him beat some big names. Like, he beat Brian. He beat Archer. And he beats Cole. You know, we'll get to the MJF feud. It'll be good. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Face of the Revolution ladder match. Qualifier. I swear to God, if Dante Martin would have won this match, I would have lost my mind. Uh, Dante misses a dive here. Hobbs throws Dante the whole length of the ring. He basically does the Keith Lee thing. The Beal that he did on Isaiah Cassidy. He basically replicates that himself. This one was... Dante threw himself to the moon, man. To the moon. Uh, springboard uppercut and then a crazy tornado dive to the outside by Dante Martin. I was like, don't get me wrong, I like Dante Martin, but like I said, the dude has the charisma of a vacuum. I definitely miss him just being a tag team guy. The singles run, meh. Now, Powerhouse Hobbs hits a random spine buster out of nowhere. I know that used to be his finish, but I was kind of hoping he would have used the Torture Rack. The Torture Rack, he's beat nothing but jobbers with. He feel, I feel like he needs to beat more bigger names with the Torture Rack, but yeah, he gets the win with the big spine buster. Uh, Serena Dweeb versus the Jobber for the Serena 5-Minute Challenge. I, I love this thing. It's really cool. It fits your character, and it builds her up big time. Uh, pretty much powerbomb. That's already locked. We're done here. I like how she gives. 
her opponents. Like, she turns her back. She says, take me down. She does all that stuff. I like that shit. Uh, my main reason for watching this, of course, I watch everything, but I was pretty fucking hyped. I actually get to be on Dynamite this week. Yeah, I'm going to Dynamite, uh, I'm going to Dynamite and Rampage, so you catch me on T-Vizzle. Uh, we get Jay White versus Trent Beretta. These guys have had good matches before. I am a massive Jay White mark. I love this fucking guy. He could do no wrong to me. Good to see him. He's got the theme. He's got the entrance. This guy's a fucking star, bro. Uh, we started off with a night Northern Lights suplex chuck by Trent. He just legit just chucks him from a Northern Lights position. That was cool. Uh, Saito suplex to the outside by Jay White. One of my favorite things that he does. The, the stuff that he does is so smooth. It's so good. Uh, Trent with a beautiful moonsault to the outside. Very uh, acai moonsault style. Flatliner, deadlift German by Jay White for a near fall. That's a signature right there. Uh, Dude Buster DDT by Trent for a near fall himself. Uh, Jay catches Trent out of nowhere with a big old fucking, uh, Sambo Plex. I've always loved that move. Especially the way he does it. He just drills your upper neck and shoulders into it. Uh, Trent with his own Saito suplex getting revenge. Then a half and half suplex into the gop stopper knee. Very near three. I actually thought Trent had it here. I, like, I was very shocked. Um, White starts laughing at Trent. He gets pissed. Hits a Big clothesline to a pod driver. Trent gets really pissed off about that. You know, taking him out with a big pod driver. But that was also a near fall. Again, really hate pod drivers being near falls. Uh, Jay gets back. Hits the Blade Runner out of nowhere for the win. I love Jay's gimmick of being able to just hit the Blade Runner out of any position you could think of. It's like DDP. He's doing the old DDP gimmick. But he's, he's done this shit real dope, man. But... Yeah, that was uh, AEW Rampage Slam Dunk. Uh, okay show, but the main event was definitely a must watch. I, I thought it was a very good match. Alright, let's do NXT Vengeance Day up next. Um, I didn't think, uh, I'm not going to lie, the card seemed okay, but this turned out to be a pretty fun show. I thought Tony D and Pete Dunne had a good match. Uh, Toxic Attraction was the weakest match, but it was not bad. Um... Carmelo and Kevin Grimes was awesome. MSK and the Creed Brothers was good, but it needed more time. And the main event was awesome too. But let's start off with Tony D. Tony D'Angelo versus Pete Dunne. Really wish Tony D was a babyface. This guy is too likable. He's great. He's probably one of the best people they have now. He's awesome. This is a weaponized steel cage match. Pretty much a monster's ball match. You know how they had the cage up and had weapons everywhere? Uh, fucking, um... Again, the guy is so likable, man. Tony D is awesome. Uh, Pete is killing this man with a steel chair five seconds into the match. I'm like, all right, we're just going in. Uh, that was a nasty spot where Tony D goes to get something from a toolbox. He puts his hand in the toolbox, and Pete Dunn stomps on the toolbox, fucking smashing his fingers in there. That that sucked. I was like, ooh. Uh, then he uses a wrench from the toolbox to stretch his finger out. That was dope. Uh, superplex off the top of the cage. That, like They go in hard. They going in and hard in two seconds. This match was awesome, man. Tony D locks Pete's hands with cuffs. Um, he starts a hammer, fucking um, stretching Pete's mouth. Like, oh my god, it was pretty nasty. He started beating the shit out of him. Uh, Pete doing some cool submissions with his hands still like cuffed behind his back, 
locking in guillotines and stretches and all that shit. Pete Dunne's a monster here. This guy's awesome. Buckle bomb through the table by Pete Dunne. That looked... The table imploded. Uh, cricket bat on Tony D. Breaks the cricket bat. Hits the bitter end. Tony D actually kicked out. I was actually dumbfounded. I was like, damn. Not a lot of people kick out of the bitter end. Uh, then Pete kicks out of his finisher. Forget about it. <laughs> the spinning fisherman's man buster. Fisherman buster. Uh, crowbar to the back of the head. Then another bitter end on the broken table pieces. Done. Uh, Pete Dunn wins a fantastic match. Awesome match. I thought that was fucking great. Definitely uh, end of the feud style there. Toxic Attraction uh, versus Indian uh, Persia. Persia Parada. Uh, toxic Attack before the match starts for the ta- NXT Women's Tag Team Titles. Double Cannonball by Toxic. Legit GG. She's like, I'm just going to throw this meat at you, bro. Uh, Mandy gets kicked out by the ref. Persia with a double stack Samoan drop. That woman is impressive. Uh, sky high edgeomatic combo by Persia and Indy. I'm pretty sure that's just high finish. That looks dope. Um, freaking. Um, then Toxic gets the advantage. Uh, spinning boot by uh, JC Jane. And then a, a low sweep by um, freaking Priscilla Kelly. And they get the win. That was a cool little tag move there. L.A. Knight comes out. Grayson Waller comes out trying to get the cops to arrest L.A. Knight, showing proof and all this shit. The cops dip because fucking Waller's a fucking idiot. And then he whoops his ass. Like, I mean, stomps a butthole in them. Let me get a hell yeah. Uh, fucking yeah. So, it builds more to the big match they're going to have. Uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grass for the NXT North American title. Good match here. Just too much interference by Trick Williams. Trick keeps distracting Grimes. Mello with the back springboard leg drop for a near fall. Snap Rana by Grimes. Sidewinder side slam by Grimes. One of my favorite moves he does. I'm telling you, this guy has some power to him for being a small guy. Poison Rana. Uh, Trick gets involved one more time. Cave in on Trick on the outside. Big leg drop to the back of the head. Mello retains. Good match here. But at least it kind of saves Grimes by Trick getting involved way too much. MSK versus the Creed Brothers. Uh, this match was cool, but it didn't pick up because it, it was over nine minutes. Shoulder block to Lee. He flies out of there all the way to the announce table. Creed catches Carter, slams him on the outside for a big sliding. Uh, puts him inside, big sliding clothesline. The Creed Brothers win ASAP, and they win cleanly so. Oh, the Creed Brothers are dope, man. It's weird how these guys have become babyfaces somehow, but I'm not going to question it. Uh, fucking Imperium come out with a promo. Walter wants a title shot. Solo Sokoa interrupts him. Basically, he says, I'm going to smack the fuck out of you. And I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm down for a fucking Solo Sokoa walter match. Solo Sokoa is another guy who's coming up real quick. He's pretty dope. That match he had with um, Boa was really cool. The False Count Anywhere match. Main event tied to the Santos Escobar versus Braun Breaker for the NXT title. Um, so check this out. So check this out. The announcer was dressed as HBK. Santos was dressed as Eddie Guerrero. And Braun Breaker had the RVD Tiger tights. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Santos with his big arrow dive. I fucking love this guy. I cannot wait to see this man as a world champion one day. Uh, a couple of neck breakers by Santos. He keeps working the neck. Uh, Tilt the world side slam by Braun Breaker. That was really cool. Uh, he takes out Legato one by one. 
Uh, we get a really great near fall here. Ziggler comes in and super kicks the living soul on the Braun Breaker. This man super kicks him to another company. Like, that was probably the greatest super kick Dolph Ziggler has hit in his career. Champa comes out, takes out Ziggs. Uh, nice double rotation tornado DDT by Santos. I don't even know how he did that. That was cool. Uh, for a near fall. Braun then comes back. Santos is getting distracted. He's talking shit from Ziggler and Champa fighting. Eats a spear. I give this dude credit. This guy probably has my new favorite spear. Braun Breaker just eats these puck. He does the classic Goldberg old school spear. Just hits him with his head. Military press, power slam, done. I really wish he would get a new finish, though. But, yeah, I thought this was a good show. A great main event. And uh, Tony D and uh, Pete Dunn were probably my favorite match. That was a great weaponized steel cage match. But, yeah, I thought Vengeance Day was actually a pretty good show. That's what I mean. Like, NXT still has good shit. It's just shoveled with all the, all the garbage. All right, let's get into WWE Elimination Chamber 2022 from... Sweet Saudi time. I don't know why this got turned into a Saudi pay-per-view, but you know when that happens, it's gonna suck. <laughs> um, nah, it wasn't horrible, but the main event and the women's tag match... Oof. Gotta give credit, though. The women's chamber match wasn't too bad, and Lita and Becky, that was an awesome match. I loved just Lita's whole ovation and everything in that match. But we started off with the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman fucking Reigns versus Bill Goldberg, uh, for the Universal title, because, you know, Goldberg cashed in his uh, Power of Goldberg, where he gets to come in and just get a title match anytime he wants, because he's Goldberg. I, I don't know why he can just, you know, say, you can get a title shot, but okay. Uh, Roman's going right at Bill with some strikes. He's beating the crap out of him. Goldberg fights back with a spear. Roman fights back with a rock bottom. Superman punch for near fall. Goldberg with another spear. Somehow the top of Goldberg's head is busted open, even though I don't know what happened. This man is always busting himself open. You know him. Uh, fucking, uh, Roman gets him in a choke and chokes him out. He took out Goldberg with no problem here. The so, this was like six or seven minutes. I wasn't offended. Like I said, I still think Goldberg's best thing he did was the stuff with Dolph Ziggler. I feel like people don't bring that up enough. But, yeah. This was uh, every single Goldberg match you can think of. I will give credit to one thing for Bill. I've never been a Goldberg fan. Other than the entrance and the theme and everything. But... His lockups, man. This guy has a pretty good lockup for a guy who can't wrestle for shit. The lockup with Roman, you just feel the intensity right away. So I give him credit. Uh, then we go into the women's chamber match. Winner faces Becky Lunch at Mania. Uh, Bel Air versus Drew versus Rhea versus uh, Nikki Ass. There's Liv Morgan versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, gets a special pod with a swing. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, love the Britney Spears attire again by uh, Liv. Liv is becoming one of my favorite girls out here. Uh, Dewdrop is in next. Uh, Dewdrop with a Samoan drop and then a big slam on the cage wall to Liv Morgan. Rhea is in next. Riptide on Nikki. She is gone. Pretty much Rhea has completely buried Nikki, which is great. I'm okay with that. But Nikki needs to do something, man. I'm telling you, super villain. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going in. Uh, she... Fucking really like gets a hot tag, but I'm not gonna lie, 
Bliss's shit looked really good here. I don't know if it's because I haven't seen her like in five or six months, but I've never been the biggest Alexa Bliss fan. But I, I, I thought she was very like everything looked clean. Like I thought she wrestled very good in this match. Uh, Morgan is pushed off the top rope. Her foot gets stuck backwards on the freaking uh, turnbuckle. Uh, good on Dewdrop for helping her out with that because that looked pretty rough. Sunset flip powerbomb to Dewdrop. She's out of there. I swear to God, Dewdrop is the weirdest person ever. She's fucking huge, but she's like the easiest person to beat. She's dope. I don't know why they don't push her. Come on, man. Viper's the way to go. Anything just change with the goddamn name. But now she's got the song. Uh, Bianca then last. Bianca with the one arm military press to uh, live. That was pretty sweet. Uh, Rhea and Belair have a suplex off where they each are suplexing. Basically, they're each taking turns holding their opponents in the air. Rhea does the one-handed suplex and Bianca does the squats and the march in her suplex. That was kind of cool. Uh, double 201 knees to both Rhea and Bianca by Liv. It's basically a code breaker, but it's to the side. Twisted Bliss on Liv Morgan. She's out of there. Big DDT on Rhea and a KOD. She's out of there. Uh, fucking Bianca and Bliss, the last two. And, uh, yeah, weird. I didn't think Bliss would come back to lose. I would have rather had that, but Bianca needs her moment again because they fucked her up last time. Code red by Bliss for near fall. Bianca with two power bumps to the steel wall. Poor Bliss. I know she gets concussed. <laughs> she got a lot of concussion issues. That's the last thing she should be doing. Uh, then a 450 splash, but nobody is home. A really awesome counter. Bliss goes for a DDT, and uh, Bianca handstands out of there, which is very impressive because Bliss is kind of short. So she had to like have a pretty low for that one. I thought that was a, a super cool little counter there. I was like, that was super cool. Ugh, nobody can shuffle it around here. Ugh, God, the pain. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was an awesome counter. KOD, uh, Bianca wins the chamber. I really wanted Bliss to win, and Bianca actually got booed here because there were the Bliss maniacs going wild, brother. Like I said, I just wanted her to win because she really impressed me in this match. But I got no problem with Bianca winning. That, that woman's a freak of nature, man. She's one of the best out there. Then we get uh, Ronda and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya. I legit wrote, I am happy for Naomi. That's about it. Ronda can only use one hand. Sonya has a fake arm injury. Charlotte hits eat the feet for some reason. Girl, you're too tall to do that. Uh, tornado crossbody by Naomi. I feel like a lot of people are doing the tornado crossbody these days. Ronda taps out. Sonya with one arm. Charlotte just watches. This was ass, but like I said, I'm happy for Naomi. Then we get uh, the scary match here where we almost had a death in Saudi Arabia. Mad Cat Moss versus Drew McIntyre. Falls count anywhere. Happy Corbin and Moss jump Drew before the match even starts. Because it's no DQ. They can do whatever they want. Corbin gets chased down. Drew, while he's chasing him down, calls him a pussy. That was awesome. The camera caught that perfectly. Corbin comes back, still getting involved. Then comes death. Uh, Drew hits a reverse Alabama slam, which he does uses all the time. And Mad Cat Maws lands on his head. His neck gets accordioned. Oh my lord, that was disgusting. It was vicious. I, I for sure thought he was dead. Much props to Baron Corbin. Corbin throws him out the ring to give him some time to collect himself. 
And then this motherfucker just gets back up. Drew says, fuck your life. Starts suplexing them all over the freaking ring. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Then he fucking belly to belly him through the announce table. I don't know how Moss is alive. Drew gets uh, put through the barricade by both men. Like I said, I like Madcap Boss. I This gimmick is garbage. But he's actually a pretty decent worker, man. The guy goes in there and gives it his all every time. But this turned into a better match than I thought. Future Shock DDT, which I'm just like, oh, do not hit that move on this man's broken neck. Uh, Drew is trying to kill Corbin with a sword. So Drew decides a great strategy. He keeps trying to hit the Claymore, but Corbin won't let him. What does he do? He grabs the sword, hits the Claymore with the sword still in hand so Corbin can't interrupt. Done. Uh, yeah, I I thought that match was pretty solid. I'm not going to lie. I thought that match was pretty solid. Then we get probably the best match on the show. Uh, Lita versus Becky, Raw Women's title. Becky is going for the neck as she promised she would on Raw. Second rope, leg drop by Becky Lynch for a near fall. A couple Bex Plexes. Bex Plexes? And uh, <laughs> Becky then yells out, it's uh, Bex, Bex City. Bitch, uh, I, oh my god, I just can't say it. I think that's my accent. Uh, Lita hits the Lita DDT off of a suplex. That was really cool, but can't cover. Uh, Lita with a Liger Bomb for a near fall again. Becky goes again for the neck. Lita with a Trish Stratus head scissors thing from the top rope into a Snapmare Driver for a near fall. I'm telling you, Lita is having a fucking great showing. This is a good-ass match. Rock bottom by Becky, but Lita with her foot on the rope. Uh, Becky tries for a moonsault, and then Lita hits a twist of fate. Moonsault, but Becky kicked out. I really thought Lita had it for a second. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Lita is trying to set up another twist of fate. Another rock bottom done. Uh, this is a great match. Lita gets a standing ovation. Apparently, everybody backstage was surprised of the reaction that Lita got. But, yeah, that, that was fucking great. I thought that was a really, really solid good match. Uh, the Usos versus, I always write War Machine, fucking Viking Raiders. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Titles, the Usos jump them before the match, and we get no match. That was it. And the jumping they did was just a most generic-ass beatdown ever. I don't know what happened here. And here's the match that completely ruined my night. Uh, men's Elimination Chamber, WWE title on the line. Listen to this fucking lineup of men. Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, Bork Laser, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley. So, uh, Seth and Theory started off. They really need to turn Seth babyface, man. This is getting old. Buckle Bomb to Austin Theory into Bobby Lashley's pod. He is written out of this because apparently this man has broken shoulder. He has a busted everything. He's got to get surgery. So, fuck. We lost Bobby Lashley as WWE Champion. And we lost Bobby Lashley out of Mania. That's a fucking bummer because that guy deserves it for all the work he's put in. Riddle is in next. He's going nuts. Uh, top rope reverse superplex to Riddle. He must have heard that Cody Rhodes was coming. High fly flow by Seth for an earfall. AJ Styles in next. Uh, AJ made me a happy old TNA mark as hitting the torture rack bomb and the wheelbarrow face buster. The old school thing. AJ was my pick to win, either him or Seth, but hey, what are you going to do? Riddle with a whisper in the wind and then Riddle with a double draping DDT. Uh, Broyer Laser decides to break through his pod early, and this is where the match, what the fuck. 
Seth Rollins, right? The guy who just fought Roman Reigns to, you know, a match that Roman couldn't even win. You know, you know, big guy. Seth is a pretty big main eventer. Brock comes in, one F5 done, he's out. He is the first man fucking eliminated. Seth Rollins, probably the most popular man on your roster, is the first one eliminated. F5 to Riddle, he's out. Yep. F5 to AJ, he's out. And as soon as I saw AJ get bodied and one F5 done, AJ, AJ fucking Styles, bro. The guy who just re-signed for $3 million. I don't know why he gives his life and his body to his company when they don't appreciate this man. Austin Theory is the last one. He's running away. Um, Way to make all your main eventers look like fucking jokes. Like I said, I love Brock Lesnar. I love Viking Brock, but that was a fucking abomination. Austin Theory hides in a pod. Brock breaks through that one. Theory with a low blow. Theory is trying to sneak out of the cage. They fight it out at the top. And this was the coolest part of the match. Brock hits an F5 on the top of the pod. He chucks Austin Theory to the floor. That was awesome. He gets him in the ring. It's over. Brock is the WWE champion. It's title. And it's officially title for title. We're going to get the double champion. I don't understand why they're doing this. If they're just doing this to make this a big main event. But yeah, the match at the end kind of ruined everything. Roman and Goldberg was not insulting. Chamber match for the women was pretty solid. Uh, the tag team match was ass. Uh, Madcap and Drew turned into a pretty good match. Lita and Becky was the best match. And the men's chamber ruined it. And whatever the fuck they did with the Usos. But yeah. I just felt like that was a big disrespect to people like... Like, dude, fucking AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, man. Like, you want to make the other people look like fucking chumps go for it? Like, Riddle, he's not there yet. I get it. You know, Austin Theory, he's not there yet. I get it. But A... Jay Styles and Seth Rollins. I'll never understand this company ever in my life. They just go out their way. You should have seen the look on Seth's face when he was walking to the back. He looked like someone shot his dog. Because he's probably thinking, I'm over as fuck, and this is what they do to me. They made me look like a fucking chump. You know, he goes back to being a tag team with Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. That's what we want to do with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Whatever. Alright, now we get to some New Japan. We got a match here that I wanted to review because I've been waiting for this match. I knew he wasn't going to win, but I was looking forward to this match because I'm a real big fan of Master Wado. But we get Master Wado versus El Desperado for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Uh, this is a good match. This is a solid, fun match. I Like I said, I don't understand why people are now realizing, Oh my god, Master Wado is good. This guy's been good since his debut. He's got a great look. He's got the JoJo pose. He's got cool-ass hair. He's got a cool-ass theme. This guy's dope as shit. Uh, back and forth here. Wado is uh, playing the ground game with Desp, which I'm very shocked because Desperado is very grounded. Uh, Wado with the old X-Pac Kung Fu combo when they shoot off the ropes. I'm like, ooh, shit. If I didn't like Master Wado more. Uh, Jesus, uh, Desperado fucking... Uh, Gets his head smashed right off the post. I thought for sure he was going to be busted open. Uh, Desperado is then working Watto's knees. Uh, springboard European uppercut by Master Watto. And like I said, everyone's hit it. Tornado dive by Watto. Uh, Master Watto actually gets out of the numero dos, which I'm shocked because um, uh, Desperado had the hands locked in. Usually when he gets the hands locked in, it's pretty much over. 
Uh, match is going good here. Very good um, back and forth. Zigzag by Watto for near fall. Then he hits a reverse code red. Like, I wish you could see the way this man got into this code red. It was the, one of the smoothest shits I've ever seen. Like, he, like, handspring, wrapped his legs around him, switched his body around and hit a code red. The fucking guy's great. Uh, and then locked in after uh, Desperado kicked out of the submission. He then locked in. Um, uh, fuck it. I don't know what Master Watto submission would be called. It's like a weird fucking crucifix. It's like a, some type of crucifix bomb, but it's a submission instead. Uh, Watto hits a cool looking move that I don't even know the fucking name out of. Uh, I don't even know. Like, it just looked really cool. Uh, Desperado with Justice Pain. The move right there. That was awesome. Uh, figure for near fall. Big strike exchange by both men. Uh, the Master Wado's kicks are wild, man. I cannot wait. How have they not feuded Hiromu and Master Wado yet? They're, this is pretty much how um, Kushida felt. Like, he feels like the new Kushida to me. He's awesome, dude. Uh, uh, Wado with a fucking Tombstone Mitsunoku driver. Like, I mean, right on Desperado's head, because who gives a fuck? Nasty Spear by Desperado. Hits the guitar of the angels, la guitarra del ángel. It's a beautiful split, uh, blue thunder bomb for a near fall. I really wish that was his finish, like his finish finish. It's, I think it's just a fucking roll up. I think that looks cool. Oh my god, the strikes again! They have a big striking match, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. These guys are killing each other, man. I was like, fucking, that's that's insane. Uh, we get another nasty takedown by Desperado. Locks in Numero Dos one more time. He starts fighting out of it. He spins out of it, spins out of it. Finally locks in both hands. Locks in the feet. Finally, Desperado gets a tap out win. Uh, fantastic match. I wanted Wado to win so bad and pull the upset. Like, when he won the upset on that freaking tag match, I was so happy. But this was a very good match. Uh, like I said, Master Wado is going to be big. He's awesome. He's going to be the future of the juniors division, and he can definitely go to heavyweight soon. Like, I know I'm, I sound like crazy, but I really have a lot of hope for this man. I think he's going to do great. Okay, now we get into New Japan Golden Series. I think this is uh, a combination of night one and night two. I'm going to do the two big matches I care about, of course. Uh, uh, do much respect, though, fucking Master Wado winning the IWGP Junior Tag Titles with Taguchi, son. Uh, number 69, baby, he got it. I really wish it would have been him and Rocky. You know, as the super coach is winning number 69. But, hey, whatever. Master Wado gets the title, at least. So, I'm happy for him. Uh, we start off. Ooh, I'm, like, shaking my fist. I'm so excited. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sonata for the U.S. title. I'm, I'm just going to skip right to it. I so, I'm so fucking excited that Sonata won a singles title. Six fucking years, man. I've been waiting for this dude to win something. Six fucking years. And he finally did it. And Tanahashi did it awesome. Guys are going tit for tat on the chain wrestling. They're doing very old school test of strength here. Uh, Tana, everyone always tries to lock in the Paradise Lock to um, Sonata, but it never works. Uh, but still can't get it right. Sonata is trying to trick Tana into a count-out loss here. Almost worked, too. I thought that was very smart. That's the thing I like about Sonata. He's very crafty. Uh, Sonata finally likes in the Paradise Lock. Hits the big drop kick. 
Uh, Tarnala is finally the guy. He locks in Sonata in his own Paradise Lock. I'm pretty sure he's the first guy to do it. Uh, Tano with the aces high, crossbody to the outside. Tano's going at the leg, you know, the dragon screws, the stuff that he does. Uh, Tana catches Sonata in midair and then locks in a cloverleaf. I thought that was a really cool spot because uh, I think Sonata went for a drop kick, but he dropped on his back and some, uh, uh, Tanahashi just caught his legs into the dragon screw. I mean, um, Texas cloverleaf position. Uh, Sonata with the skull in, locked in deep, almost gets a tap out there or asleep. Uh, twist to shout and then he springs him off the rope into another twist to shout. That was really cool. Uh, then we get the big sling blade for a near fall. Uh, Sonata then... Uh, freaking Tanahashi goes for aces high in the ring. Tana, uh, Sonata deadlifts him into a TKO into the moonsault. Uh, the, fuck, the crowd popped huge there. He goes for another moonsault but misses it. And I thought for sure that was the end of Sonata, honestly. Uh, straight jacket German by Tanahashi for a near fall. Uh... We get a pop-up by Sonata, but Tanahashi turns it into the Sling Blade. I, I love how Tanahashi is like one of the only guys that can just randomly hit Sling Blades out of nowhere. I love it. Uh, and then they go at it. They're going speed to balls to the wall. They're trading roll-ups. They're trading uh, schoolboys. They're trading this and that. Sonata finally, he clips the knee of Tanahashi Gets his roll-up clutch for the win. Did not see that coming. New United States Championship. I just bought the replica of the IWGP US Championship. And that's the title I'm going to be representing. Because I love that title. I think it looks great. And I'm so happy. If Sonata could do like a US Open Challenge. Like John Cena and shit like that. We're, we got a good champ in our hands. I really hope he gets a long run with it. And they should do the feud for him and Evil. I feel like him and Evil can have a good feud, but Evil needs to let go of this bullshit. And I really, I really wish Evil can go back to L.I.J. L.I.J. is not the same without him, man. I miss Evil so much. The real Evil, not this garbage that we have right now, sadly. But, uh, whatever, what are you going to do? Then we get Naito versus Kazuchika Okada. Excuse me for another shift. My back's killing me. But yeah, we get Naito versus Okada, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, these guys are no stranger to each other. They know everything about each other. Uh, fucking, they, you know, they're pretty much hitting move here, move here, move here. They all block. Uh, Naito with the Esperanza for near fall. Uh, heavy rain here, uh, but turns it into a Destino. A big rainmaker. Okada tried to take the win, but uh, it does not happen. Naito with the Kevin Nash elbows. I love when Naito does that. He just starts elbowing the side of their fucking face. Uh, big spinning tombstone and Naito. And then uh, hits a neckbreaker. Then a running Destino. Okada kicks out. Again, I was very... Uh, these Destinos, man. They catch me out of nowhere because it's such a great fucking move. It's such a great move. I'm surprised no one's stolen it yet. Uh, Naito hits the fucking... Oh, my God. It's such a great moment. Even the crowd died. Naito does the thing where he does. He messes up every time. He says, fuck it. Goes for the Stardust Press. Actually hits it. But Okada kicks out. I love how he barely hits that move. It's so awesome. Okada then hits his own Destino. What the hell? Fucking kick out of that. 
Rolling Liger Kick by Naito, which is one of my favorite moves ever. That's why I love Jenny. She does the rip cord Rolling Liger Kick. I love that move. Uh, Okada then hits the big drop kick. Naito no-sells that shit. Powers him through with a clothesline. Okada catches Naito. Freaking um, uh, mid-Destino. Turns it into a Mitsunoku driver. That was cool. So, like, he spin for the Destino. Naito stops him. Drops him with a Mitsunoku driver. Uh, then one last rainmaker for the win. Oh, well, everyone should go watch the last seven to uh, six minutes of this match. The last part of this match was pure insanity. I couldn't even keep up. Like, I was trying to write notes and it was, like, impossible. Oh, my God. Like, ugh. Naito is so fucking good, dude. I, I wish the pandemic didn't ruin his title reign and Cody Bushi's, but... Fuck Naito. Naito deserves an actual good run one day, man. Even that, I would love Naito to win the U.S. title. I don't know why they ever let go of the IC title. Because to me, that felt like the Shinsuke Nakamura Naito title. Like, every every run that Naito had with the IC title, I fucking loved. So, yeah. Got some good New Japan stuff there. Uh, quick little bonus clip it here. I saw Jay White versus Jay Lethal, the Battle of the Jays. That was a good match in the U.S. of Jay Open Challenge. Very solid back and forth match. Jay White with the Blade Runner. That was close shit. Uh, yeah, this was a very up and down week for wrestling, like I said. But I think Jay White is taking on Shane Strickland, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott over there. That match should be dope as shit. But yeah, that's it for me. That is episode 100 of the pod. Uh, keep on listening, people. I'm just, you know, I don't care if it's one person or two people listening. I just, I just do this because it's fun and I love talking about wrestling. Especially New Japan, because New Japan doesn't get the credit it deserves for everything that it does. But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. You, 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 Skate 92 for all the social medias. Whale Talks Wrestling, wherever podcasts can be heard. And take it easy.